Hi, Grifters. Welcome back to the Leverage 10 podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Dobson, and as usual, I am surrounded by some incredible talent. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, Chris Downey, executive producer. Uh, John Rogers, executive producer. This is Mocha Magnificence. I play Harness. <laughs> really? Really? Sexual yes. chocolates when we're tired? Mocha Magnificence. It's I like that. Up. It's a nice. step up. Yeah. Out of size for those that don't know. Yeah. I like, by the way, that the fans of the show are called Grifters because they voted to be called Grifters on the first convention. Uh, most people don't know what lost out a close second was Firefly Flans Who Get Laid. It was actually like, <laughs> that, that, was, that was the number two on the, I was a little shocked. We edged out, Slightly less it, catchy. Tiny, uh, tiny edge. Yeah. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about the boys' night out job. So we have collected your questions from Twitter and Facebook. So if you guys are ready, I'll just start this off. Sure. Uh, so number one, Guangung asks, John Rogers, this episode was written and directed by you? Yeah, Come on, Guangung, yeah, yeah, do, do, yeah, we, yeah. do we need to figure out what, that's how that, plainly that's plainly you. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to refer to yourself as Guangung in my yeah, presence for many times. It's, uh, behold Guangung's notes um, with three question marks. It, it's not like it's never been done before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, sometimes even actors direct, and that's Jesus. Um, yes, it was written directed by me. It made the most amount of sense. It was based on an old idea that, that Chris and I, I it, like Chris had actually indulged me in back when we were on Cosby. It was I had pitched it to him and he said, "This is the craziest thing. They'll never do it." And he was right; they didn't do it. So when we had a chance to do it, which was the split episode, um, and it made sense production-wise, it made sense for one of them to be written by me and directed by me because the level of integration you needed was insane. You know, really, another director added to that mix just would have been madness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, for at least one of them, it made sense. And also, I, I direct one or two a year, so it made sense for this to be the one. Right. And also saved a week on production, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. It, right. Yeah, I was able to prep and write and shoot at the same time. And now we have to refer to him as the auteur. I am the auteur. Ah. I'm like Woody Allen uh, of the of the Conan High School. Uh, yeah, it just, made, it just made a lot of sense. I was able to write it faster. I was able to write around production. I will say director John and writer John did not always get along. Wow. Uh, writer John was, uh, we were talking about this in the last one where you know, you and Roskin did his regular episode. Yeah. Uh, I had a much easier time because even in the writing process, director John would go, really? Uh, like 10 hours right. in that location? You're really going to do that? And writer John would go, no, you're right. I don't want to be there. And I would cut pages. <laughs> so it was able. It was a very much more streamlined shoot. Wow. Is this an, uh, an insight to your multiple personality disorder? I, I, I Both actually, writer John and director I, John I, don't I, like you. I like, <laughs> I like to imagine them fighting with lightsabers. They do, in my head. <laughs> in his head. They're fighting with lightsabers. Um, one is actually wearing the Tom Baker scarf, and the other one is wearing the Peter Davidson cricket jacket. And that's really, it's very confusing. Right so. Well, and the next question steals uh, with the minutia of the episode, getting right into the details. Trapper Creek D, who must be a hardcore fan, asks, is the green apple that Parker is holding at the beginning of the episode a callback to the persuasion technique scene with the apple and orange in the juror number six job where Parker first meets Peggy? Boy, jeez, uh, <laughs> I guess we'd have to ask Beth because I'm pretty sure that she picked that up. Do you remember uh, uh, how this? I will answer this question as best I can. Pa- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Well, another detail-oriented question comes from Mindy B., who asks, is the hotel in this episode the same as the one in The Girls' Night Out? Yes. Yes, it is. And, you know, one of the things that I think got a little lost, I was a little disappointed because they didn't air them back-to-back, was the fact you guys are so hilarious. Uh, you oh. and Christian, when you got into the fight with, fight the, with, the, with, the, two, yeah. with the two Mexican guys, and then the, the Venezuelan guys come running down the hall from uh, just tangling with uh, Tara and Sophie. Mm-hmm. You guys fight them. 
you pull out the invitation to the Venezuelan consulate, and I think I believe that was an ad lib. That you just just beat up, some, dan- just yeah, up some dancers. Yeah, no, that was totally ad lib. <laughs> that was totally ad libbed. Uh, that was totally they, they won. I wasn't even there for shooting that. that I was, was there for that. And I was yeah. I was there, and it was I fell on the floor laughing. Yeah, it was very yes. It is absolutely the same uh, hotel. It is the uh, part of the crossover logic is that they are constantly bumping, sort of bumping up against each other without realizing. How do yeah. they know these things? Yeah. <laughs> well, in our next question, I'm sure a lot of fans are wondering about Twist of Faith X asks so. How many women is Elliot up to now? The appropriate amount to be a rogue and a gentleman. We always say he doesn't he doesn't shit where he eats. That's why you don't see him yeah, do a lot of no, romance on the show. But I assure you, he's off he's off leading his Jason Bourne lifestyle. But um, it's still less than Hardison. <laughs> no, the number. Sure. Yes. <laughs> for, now. Yeah, for now. For now. Wow. Yeah. Wow, guys. Wow. Really. Let's we see where like. we're let's see where we're going season eight. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you are just gonna be. You, you, uh, you always say season eight because we have the bet about the hundredth episode. That's yeah, really. Absolutely. You don't even want to keep the there. show going for All artistic right. reasons. No, you just want to win the hundred dollar bet. I do. <laughs> well, we've got a couple questions about uh, characters that aren't in the crew. Michael GTV asks, any chance we can get Banano to be a more regular character? I'm uh, sure that is him, it, Banano. That's Banano. Banano. It's, it's just, it's a proxy podcast. It's just everyone, <laughs> this is all people associated with the, with, with the production. We What's this question about right shellfish here. served at the, That's craft services. craft services Somebody really yeah. is not, not using suggestion box on set. For well, you know, to. as we know, the show is going to be set in Portland next year, so it's going to be a little trickier to have Banana on as a character, which is a, which is a real shame because we love Robert Blanche. He's mm-hmm. just fantastic, and it was really gratifying to see the giant response for Banana and Shelley amongst the fans. Oh, that was great! We, we totally thought there was a filler spot, and people are now asking for a spinoff series. Yeah, um, <laughs> but but we'll try to bring him back because the fans really love him, and we brought Drew back. We brought Peggy, and you yeah. know we'll, we'll we'll do our best. Then catch a flight. Yeah. Well, and Alley Cat Seven asks, "Can you bring Shelley back? We like him." Uh, sure, we'll try to bring Shelley oh, back. Oh, wait, here. so uh, let me use this as, as my uh, bully pulpit here, because I mentioned this oh, in the last part, right. podcast. So you guys out there that are clamoring for the spinoff, so I think we got it. We yeah. got <laughs> we got Tara is the grifter. Right. Mattingly is the, the thief. thief. Shelly is the hitter. Right. 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 Uh, Drew, I was thinking about this. We got a lot of shots of him driving. He's the wheel man. We've he's never had a wheel man. Is he the transporter? Yes. He's he, the transporter in a poncho. He's the wheel man. Yeah. So, uh, so this is what you do all day. You think about the uh, the death of... Uh, no, no, no. Not, no, no, not the death. The not expansion no, of no, the no, brand. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Hey, hey, guy. guy. It's, cool. it's cool. I see what this is. I see what this is. You're ready. Ready to I'm just, ready. You know what? We've got to expand it. you get some movie career and buggers off on us. It's cool. It's cool. Well, now we're going to get... But, 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 but saying that, Sean Ferris is a friend of Christian's, and so we are actually thinking about bringing him He's back great. in the episode. He's mm. yeah. great. And uh, I would also be remiss to say, him eating pizza in the final scene was his idea. We had pizza as second meal because we were going so late, and Sean had the pizza. He's like, you know, I should have this. And I could have kissed him on the mouth. I'm like, ah, you're so much cooler with pizza. Go. Wait, did, didn't you kiss him on the mouth? I might have kissed him on the mouth, but that was during the audition well, we, process. We were running. Yeah. Yeah. It got pretty late night. Yeah, so it was that, very that, was a, that was a tough one. It was, that was it's a tough all right. one. We'll go I got a little that. buzzy that night, yeah. Also, we were shooting in a parking garage, and the fumes were slowly overcoming us because <laughs> we were shooting in the bottom two floors of an underground parking garage, yeah, yeah, and the no fumes settled. So it just... You remember but we actually had to, we had to send uh, we had to send makeup and, and hair up in like the elevator and shift so they could get fresh air and then come back down because <laughs> wow. they were getting headachey and passing out. Yeah. Wow. Meanwhile, I stayed down there the whole 
15 hours. That's right. You were yeah. a, a centurion as an yeah. actor. We sir. were tangoing in a ballroom. That was nice. I was in, yeah. a, I was in a party we were watching. We were watching Jared and, and Ryan tango say, in a ballroom. That's not hard work. And I got to say, oh, I was watching a different <laughs> kind of dance. I feel bad for you guys at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was watching a different kind of dance as Christian kept trying to get closer and closer to the car as he dove in front of it. And yeah, the stunt yeah. driver kept trying to ease farther and farther off it because yeah. he kept trying to give himself more safety room. Mm-hmm. So it became a battle of wills between the two. How close could Christian get to the front oh of the car God. without was that, was that you? Were you were you telling him that uh, yeah, yeah. people are talking to, if you don't get close to the car? Seriously, no, man. I there was, was one. There was one take that I, I was, swear it clipped as she was. It went oh by. It was crazy. I was busy performing my awesome stunt of dragging the dead body out of the light. Or the that was very exciting. You punched oh, a lot of people yeah. on this show. You don't bitch about this one. We I gave you punched one person. Punched, he didn't. He strangled two dudes. That was it. And he jumped in front of a car. That was it. You headbutted a guy. That was an excellent. That headbutt. was a great headbutt. That was a great hit. You had a lot of stuff in this one, man. Uh, yeah. Alley Cat again asks, uh, "Why didn't Nate want to talk about Hardison and Parker's relationship? Is it because Parker is his pseudo daughter?" No. Uh, as the person who wrote the episode, no. <laughs> the, the reason he doesn't want to have this, and he says, I don't want to have this conversation right now, is, is two things. One, he's just not good at sharing, and Hardison is much more in touch with his emotions than almost anywhere else. Although Elliot is, but doesn't talk about them. To a great degree, what was happening at that moment was that Nate realized that they were right. He doesn't know how to have this conversation. He doesn't know how to hang out with people and talk bullshit. And that's why it was funny and was written. Shelley is actually much better at it. Someone who kills people for the government is much better at dealing with a stranger's emotions than Nate is at dealing with people who are, in theory, his pseudo-family. And so that's why he gets up and walks away. It's not that specific conversation is making him uncomfortable. It's kind of, he was a little annoyed earlier when they were kind of making fun of him saying the only person you can talk to outside the thing is Maggie and she's your ex-wife what is happening at that moment is he's realizing they're right he can't have this conversation he's not good at any kind of storms off to go and have a drink which is what alcoholics do which is nothing wrong with it right but you know that's how he needs to go into the other part of the writer's room and have a little drink and then come back in we're not judging we're not judging not judging at all I'm kind of following up on the relationships uh, in the team. Ali One asks, there's been a lot of romantic development this season. Do you see this as a new direction for the show and we'll see more of it in the next season or is this just where the arc is at the moment? This is actually a blog post I'm going to do. There's no more romantic development in this season than any other season. Yeah. If you count the episodes, if you actually count the episodes, they work out to about a third, which is weird that I think it's just because it's paying off what a lot of people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh it seems like it's landing and also it's bigger moments in the relationship it seems like it's landing but it actually breaks down to what uh, pretty much the same ratio it's been every season except first which is about half of them are utterly in relationship free about a quarter of them oh there's a relationship beat but it's not a big deal and mm-hmm. then about a quarter of them oh this this episode is very much about this relationship right uh, but even then you can argue you look you know is uh, is grave danger about Parker and Hardison. Well, it starts out being about Parker and Faith and winds up being about her coming into stark, re- uh, stark realization about what it's going to be like to lose someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the gold job is very much Nate and Hardison. Mm-hmm. It's about that relationship. Coming up. Does that count as a relationship episode? Right. I, I don't know. I don't know if that counts for the fans. Yeah. But I, I think it to a great degree, fans, it counts for a few fans. <laughs> 10% of the fans it counts for. Um, but, but that's interesting because it is something we talk about and deal with in the room all the time. We never want to become a soap opera at the same time. We want to yeah. pay off these relationships that we've landed in. 
Um, but uh, no, it's it's there hasn't been a lot of room. I I hate to contradict a fan, particularly one who's been a big fan of the show for ages. But you can go back to the seasons and kind of do the math. Yeah. We're, we're I mean, the there's only there's really only so much room we have to deal with relationships. Just the way the show is structured. I yeah. mean, it's a very busy show. It's a very busy show, and even the heavy relationship shows are the ones that often only have two scenes. H- hospital shows. There's a lot of time where people are like, talking next to someone who's who's yeah. hooked up to tubes. <laughs> 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 So so last night was just was just last night, Listen, right? I don't want to talk to this guy's and be fib, and we just keep. Really, I'm just saying I'm not ready for this relationship right now. You got a lot of time while day players are, are on ventilators, right? And we don't yeah. have that because we, we have, got, we we have, got have a clock is ticking. There's like, a bomb. You know, I'll tell you right, the Queen's Gambit, which has that really nice moment between Hardison and Parker, right. almost as much screen time, if not a little bit more so for Elliot and Sterling. <laughs> Ames asks. Something I've always wondered is whether Hardison and Parker being together is based on convenience, since the team is always together, or is it actually true love? I wouldn't say. Uh, I wouldn't say it's convenience. I'd say it's it's people in a in a you know. I mean, look, uh, you know, how many workplace romances are there? Uh, and I'll you know worldwide. Since now I'm, I'm aware of our worldwide fans, <laughs> well, not yeah. just not just our American fans. Let me who ask just came this back real from quick. the UK. Just cause she's in my space. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the only thing that's there. I can't be a choice. I'm just saying, she can't choose to chocolate. I don't even know if you're. I don't know if you're agreeing or disagreeing. I don't know what I'm asking. Is you know, I don't know how to take this question right, because I feel like if I was walking down the street and she had just landed in LAX or something, right. And has seen me walking down the street. I have no idea what voice you're doing. He's she doing WBAI. Ass across the street and come talk to Hardison because the chocolate is that delectable and delicious. So what I'm saying is, it is a choice. It's a constant choice. Well said, Mocha Magnificent. That's what I. That's angry in a dashiki. No, it, it's it's absolutely it's a real relationship because people are who are damaged and are in weird weird. Fields of work. Hell, if only writers can date, some writers can only date other writers. Right. It, it makes sense that some damaged thieves can only date other damaged thieves. Right. And Hardison's good for it. All right, next exactly. question. Well, our last question is a Hardison question. After Elliot's pep talk with Hardison, will we see Hardison become more assertive at all? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. yes, yes. Now you got to stick to it. Yes is out there. You got to stick to it. That's right. We have. Uh, and by assertive, you mean kicking ass. You, you know what a fan asked me? <laughs> what did a fan ask? Oh, what is this? Oh, is you this know what she asked me? Was the, this in the UK? The Tell me what. Oh, when Parker had to come save Hardison in the experimental job, does that make her the the more dominant one in the relationship? <laughs> I said, are you kidding? Yeah, this this is what's in the streets, John. To be fair, Alice, it's always easier to top from the bottom. This so is what's really, in the streets, John. You know what? They think Hardison get his ass what? He did not. He was fighting. Remember, he was throwing punches and stuff. Fighting. And there was and he got beat. Well, he, he was overwhelmed because there's a partnership. That is an equal partnership. That's what I told you. It was equality. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? My woman can't fight, then she can't be with me because if we scrapping, that's, and I say, baby, stop the door. If she run, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She can't come home. You need somebody you know what I mean? with, she she's got your with back. Knuckles. You need somebody who's got your be back. Right exactly. there with me, you know, stomping exactly. somebody out with the heels. Is all the, the, the reason we write this stuff is because we know you are securing enough amount in your masculinity right. not to be threatened when we write a female yeah, exactly. play fighting around you. Right, and, and the, the fans are just realizing that after having thought that Hardison was emasculated. Ma- not emasculated <laughs> oh. at all. Yeah, just, nobody saw you in your boxers thinks that, that, that you're yeah, right, exactly. Think the same before. episode. 
Oh, God, we should wrap this up. This is just rambling. So, <laughs> to, finish, to finish up this week, we actually have a bonus question. Oh, cool. Right. Uh, the Drew Powell asks, question, why is Drew Powell so awesome? And to follow up, please expound on the awesomeness of Drew Powell. Thanks. <laughs> the, uh, I'll actually tell you a, a true Drew Powell story. Drew's at the remake of Straw Dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he plays great. one of the horrible redneck rapists. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the movie, the director comes up and goes, I need you to change your performance because you're way too likable as a redneck rapist. Yeah. <laughs> you're just too likable, and you're yeah. not. You're, Drew's just one of those guys you like. He, he just, just he's, like he's awesome because that's why he's awesome, because he gets on screen and you go, I like that guy, and I would like to see more of him. Yeah, he did a killer yeah. job. He did a great job. Too. And, and he, he and Tim got along great, and that yeah. scene, there are two scenes with Tim I think he does a great job in, both the garage scene where he says, I want to have earned my second chance, and the end scene where he, he thanks Tim for Nate for being his friend, I think he just really killed. Yeah. We got we got to book him quick because I have a feeling he's gonna get. He's, he's, he's gonna be anybody who doesn't make him the lead in the show is crazy. Yeah. Showrunners yeah, out there, go hire him. Can't have Aldis though. I, we got to keep him for no, a few more years. He's a, right? a few more Isn't scenes of Andre. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Speedos. Speedos. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for this week. Thank you, thank you to you guys for being here, and thanks to all our fans for writing in. Uh, remember to send in your questions after each episode each week. You can either tweet them with the hashtag Leverage10Podcast or post them on the Leverage Facebook page. Thanks again. Thanks. See you next yeah. week. Don't forget, Grifters, you can download all of your favorite Leverage episodes with a season pass on the iTunes store.